when they see us is a show about a female jogger in 1989 who was assaulted and beaten in Central Park. They also allegedly attacked multiple joggers and cyclists. Five young men were charged with the crime, while about 15 young teenagers were arrested. These five men were called the Central Park Five. The show is thought to be false and depict the characters in the wrong way. For example, former crime prosecutor Linda Verasine believes that the show portrays the Central Park Five to be innocent and she personally believes that they are not. There were a group of teenagers, male, black teenagers, who were around 13 to 15 years old and they were running around a park. It was like 10 to 2 a.m. So it was 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. in that time frame. And they assaulted two cyclists. They attacked two cyclists. They, I'm pretty sure they beat up a 50-year-old man who was admitted to a hospital. In between all of it, it, the timeline didn't really add up, but basically there was a jogger in a different part of the woods, like, who was dragged into a wooded area and basically assaulted. Yeah. So that's a little um, information. And on April 20th, 1989, Trisha Maley, also known as the Central Park Jogger, was found in Central Park in New York. She had been sexually assaulted and beaten. She was so severely injured that she had no memory of the attack. The police found Kevin Richardson, Antron McRae, Raymond Santana, Corey Wise, and Yusuf Salam guilty of the crime. In 2002, after serving five to 15 years in jail for the crime, more evidence was found leading to the conviction of Mateus Reyes. They had found new DNA evidence that Reyes was the true lone culprit. The case became a flashing point for illustrating racial discrimination. The Central Park jogger did not release her name until 2003 as she decided to keep it private. She had multiple severe injuries after she was attacked, including a fractured skull and an extreme blood loss. She was left for dead. Maylee also has her own book, which she published in 2003, called I Am the Central Park Jogger. She further describes her gruesome injuries and how she was lucky that she survived. Eventually, all the cases were dropped for all the boys, and they were released from jail after 15 to 5 years. That's a lot. So, What's a lot for a person who didn't actually do it? I know. And in the TV show, they were... Okay, so they were pressuring them into... They were so desperate to find a person to, like, put on this crime that they were making the boys say other kids' names that didn't actually do it just so they wouldn't get in trouble. So they were kind of like turning them on each other, but it wasn't working because none of them actually did it. Yeah, and like furthermore, like why didn't they do a, like more DNA tests to find the right killer like yeah, I sooner? Like they, I feel like they never even like tried. They just wanted to find someone and that, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. They completely ignored that like there was this younger kid who was jumped, well, this is from the TV show, so I don't know what's real and what's not real, but there was this younger kid that was jumped by a white male cop and they didn't like talk about it at all at the police station. They actually said that he got the mark from the lady like trying to scratch him off of her, when it's not really true. It was actually a police officer who beat him with his helmet. Yeah, they like fa they fabricated a lot of it. 
The real attacker was Mateus Reyes. He returned himself after one of the boys served his sentence. Reyes was convicted killer and assaulter. He was already in jail. Reyes was already in jail because of rape and assault and murder. He confessed his crimes under interrogation. When in court, he was sentenced to life in prison. I don't get why that guy who actually did it, why said he did it after one of the people already did their time. He probably yeah. felt guilty, but like still, that guilt must have hurt so bad. Yeah. But he probably also just didn't want to go to jail, but I don't know yeah, why like, he, he would I think he, wait that long. Like, yeah, but he'd still end up going to jail, whether or not yeah. he well, it could, it before It could after. be like two things. Either he just didn't want to turn himself in because he was so embarrassed. So basically, he either thought that he could get away with the crimes because someone else was like falling under the knife, or he was, I highly doubt this is actually the case, or he was just so guilty that he didn't want to. Yeah. I'm admit it, like yeah, admit what we, he had done, but he also has done it before, so Exactly. Yeah, that's what we need to They should have been searching him instead of like these innocent yeah. kids who did nothing. Yeah. Especially oh. if they had like evidence. Well they didn't really do nothing wrong because they were being loud at like one thirty in the morning, but they I mean, didn't do something like to that extent though. Like they, assault and but they being killers, loud so. is yeah. very different. Netflix may have actually lied about the story because Linda Ferristein, a former crime prosecutor, claims that she was wrongly portrayed in Ava DuVernay's film. According to her, she claims that Netflix's film, When They See Us, portrays the five attackers as innocent. She also says that most of the documentaries and stories have different points of views, but they're missing the point. Over 15 teenagers were arrested and accused of attacking various people in Central Park in 1989. Ferristein also claims that it shouldn't have been hard to find the original case of the crime, considering the crime was documented in a 117-page decision by New York Supreme Court Justice Thomas Galligan. Um, what do you guys think of that? I mean, there are definitely two sides of the story. Like, there's this Netflix film, and it... It's so, I mean, it's pretty detailed, so it feels like it's but, real, but also there's this probably, actual person yeah. who... Mm, I know. Yeah. And it's probably dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. Like, like dramatized. Yeah. I also, I don't, like, it's hard to, like, know who to believe because, you know, on both sides of the case with, you know, her point of view and the people who actually convicted the men, it's like they were both, like, officials, like, they knew what they were doing, but somehow they got two completely different outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that... Field. Like, I feel like anyone would do anything for an extra, like, like for extra money and stuff to even get more people to watch your show. Maybe they change the story. But also, this woman could... It could have been what, you know, what she said, but also it could be her just trying to not look like a bad person. Um, instead of going by the 117-page decision, um, DuVernay made the Central Park Five appear as innocent, which she believed they were not and made Fairstein appear evil. She was su she supervised the team who was investigating the crime and claims that she was portrayed as a bigot and overzealous, while the Central Park Five was portrayed as innocent. She also claims that the film said the suspects were held without food, deprived of their parents' company advice, and not allowed to use the bathroom. Fairstein says that if this were true, the suspects wouldn't have brought it up in their hearings and lawsuits against the city, which they didn't. And the film also uses fake racist comments when Fairstein was investigating the case. I feel like to make it more like watchable, I guess, yeah. they tried to yeah. fabricate they did, I did notice that when I was watching it. They were calling the kids animals. They were constantly mentioning, like, 
I mean, it was pretty obvious they were like singling out black teenagers. And yeah. you could tell there were subtle, it, I mean, there's a subtle, subtly like noticeable that there was racism like put yeah. into the show. Like, there's clearly. a point where like you're like, are these people really that horrible that they're making all of these comments? Or is that just like the show trying to get more views and more like publicity and stuff like that? I don't want to like think that they would make stuff up for that because that's like serious. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's really a serious real. topic. Today. Yeah, you don't want to make stuff like that up. But then there's like another side where like, but this was a different time and people mm -hmm. were like, I mean, there's still like racism now and everything, but there was way more, I think. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. But, like, I know, but it was before the 2000s. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's definitely true. They also put her in the wrong location at the wrong time. Yusuf Salam and Corey Wise were said to be arrested on the street in the film, but police actually arrested them from Salam's apartment because they were named as rioters and attackers. The film also states that when Salam's mother arrived, she claimed that he was 15 and Fairstein demanded to see a birth certificate. The truth is that Salam said he was 16 and had forged a bus pass to prove it. When Fairstein found this, she was, she was stopped at his personal questioning. The group also admitted to attacking the cyclists and joggers. In these situations, it's like hard because you, know, you want to believe both sides because both of them... They have like valid points. Yeah, and yeah. something terrible happened to both in both cases so yeah. it's like you just wonder like it, will we ever know like what actually happened yeah. yeah exactly and it's such an old case so like it's not like we're gonna like really figure out what happened well yeah and i think the media could have gone in more on it and like other people not even like the police could yeah. have talked about it but i think that it's just two sides of the story kind of conflicting like i don't yeah, know i feel like i feel like the police like, they already served their sentences, so there's not much else they can do. Yeah. But I feel like the police didn't really try hard enough to, like, prove that they're innocent. Yeah. That is a big thing. But I mean, like, like care. if they were police, like, they probably, if they were there when it happened and they actually weren't innocent, I'm not saying that they, like, are guilty, but, like, if they were innocent, then they probably would have tried to, like, help them. But also, like, if they were just racist bigots, then they weren't going to do that. Well, you also have to look at the type of people who the police are, too. Well, that's, like, that's the woman's, like, that's an example. The woman's story is, like, completely different, like, painting yeah. these kids as innocent. But really, in the show, they depicted her as, like, constantly going against these, like, teenagers. Yeah, and just overall, I feel like with the show and the actual case, I feel like everyone could have just done better. In conclusion, um, both sides of the story matter because they're di two different points of view and we kind of won't ever know what happens because yeah, they're both like contradicting each other. Yeah, and it's such an old case. Yeah, and everything already happened, so it's like there's not much we can yeah. do now. People serve time. Who knows if they were supposed to or not, or if they were guilty yeah. or not. I don't know. Well, I'm Sarah. And I'm Christiana. I'm Tiana, and <laughs> I'm Amanda. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>